This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We're talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Mary Nielsen. And I'm your other host, Taylor Phillips. Well, today we wanted to talk about ageism, I think probably because I'm getting older, and I think it's just all around us. I think there's lots of stereotypes, possibly some discrimination based on age, and I just feel like in the beauty industry especially, there is a lot of pressure to look younger, to be younger. When we're talking about representation, it's hard to find a representation of older women in the beauty industry. Everything gets airbrushed. I think it's prevalent in the beauty industry. I think that it's out there really for all women in the marketplace or who are in the workplace. There are ageism, as I was thinking about this this week, ageism or stereotypes or discrimination against people as they get older, but also I thought about, do I have any discriminatory or feelings when I am interacting with someone who is young? Do I end up being less respectful because because I think they're so young? That is a great point. So as I was doing some research, I think before I started doing the research, I thought ageism was basically discrimination or stereotypes against older people, right? But then, like you said, there's ageism with all ages. There can be ageism from Lauren's age, which is two, all the way up to 70s, 80s. But I think in the beauty industry, what I've always seen is either like you said, airbrushed, like if you look at the ads or the commercials, uh, there's always a woman who is, who looks younger than she is. But I think also in the beauty industry, especially in the younger generations, it's like get rid of wrinkles, no wrinkles, no wrinkles, no wrinkles. But I think it's normal when you're aging, wrinkles are going to happen. And I think you also have to think about everyone uh, there are some older men and women who like their wrinkles. There are some older men and women who like their gray hair, who actually want to look their age. Uh, so the beauty industry definitely needs to work on targeting everyone instead of what they believe older people want to look like, if that makes sense. When you do see older women, <laughs> it's like the it's like Jane Fonda from Grace and Frankie, right? And yes. How old is she? 88, <laughs> right? But not a wrinkle on her face. Right. And just my husband was looked at her and like, well, one thing you can say about Jane Fonda is she has aged well. And I am like, she no. has not. We don't know what she's <laughs> aged like because she has had how many surgical procedures, nips and tucks and facelifts and skincare and Botox and fillers to look like what she looks like. Yeah. So no, you can't say she's aged well. Her cheeks look like two golf balls just hanging at the top, like at the top. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. My mom loves that show. I love that show. But it's like underrepresentation for for older people. It's, yes. It's, it's I don't know. I can't see 
many older people wanting to look like that. I know that there's some, but. Well, what I do notice with her is that they have her wear turtlenecks a lot or upturned collars to sort of keep your view away from her neck. Ah. Because my guess is going to be that her neck doesn't match her face. (laughs) Her neck wasn't, uh, (laughs) she hasn't gotten to her neck yet. (laughs) Yeah. That is too funny. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because when my mom and I watched that show, my mom is just constantly cracking up at the fact that they just look ridiculous. It's like they're laughing, but their face isn't moving. It's, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, some people want to look like that and I think that's fine. But like women like my grandmother, they want to look, she wants to look her age. I think she's just trying to age gracefully, you know, so. When you do see like models in magazines or or in catalogs that are older, they have like beautiful, pristine, pure white, sort of gorgeous hair. Where I have like mousy, grayish, yellow, like <laughs> not the the glorious wisdom of age hair that I would like to have. But I, then I think, why am I not happy with just letting my hair be how my hair is? Mm-hmm. It's that influence of what I see in the what I see um, in our culture is what is what is beautiful. So a woman who's aging, their hair has to be this beautiful, you know, silvery gray or white color. And what do you think about uh, the black older women? I think the only person that I've ever seen on like a skincare commercial was Cicely Tyson before she passed, of course. Oh, yeah. And I think that's probably the only woman. Uh, And of course, you know, she died when she was uh, in her mid nineties. So what do you think about that? Do you think that there was a reason why they picked her or chose her to be on that ad? Because you know how they say black doesn't crack. Well, I think that she's really kind of a legend, you know, with her acting ability um, and her ability, because I think she was in, and you don't remember this because you probably weren't even born, <laughs> when Roots came out, right? And that was in yeah. that miniseries, Roots, where truly people did not leave their homes. Everyone was glued to the TV to watch Roots mm-hmm. when it came on. And I think that because at that point she was young but she was playing an older person right. and she did it so realistically yes. that i think that that again we would say white middle-aged men who are making the decisions <laughs> probably remembered her back from that time and mm-hmm. was like well we need a yeah let's get her yeah um okay no i yeah. definitely understand that i'm just thinking she is the only woman that i've seen in those commercials. And of course, it's always anti-aging. So do you ever feel like you want to like not be your age or be younger than you were? Do you ever feel like you're trying to get your skin to look younger? My, I think my focus has always been on just skin health mm-hmm. and not necessarily younger. Right. However, I do remember when I got Botox. Mm. And the first time I got Botox, I remember, you know, I working for the plastic surgeons and, and 
this is, you know, they're doing a lot of injections of Botox. And I remember thinking, oh, that's ridiculous. Now I'm in my 30s. I'm just going to age. I'm going to age gracefully. I'm not going to give in to this pressure. But then I developed this enormous crease in between my eyebrows so that my son, who at the time was in high school, was like, my friends always think you're mad. Whenever they come over, you always look really grumpy and crabby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm not grumpy. I'm not crabby. Oh, I think I need Botox. So I did it just out of, uh, I think, a desire to, well, to, to not look that grumpy, crabby kind of person. And so, but then just the expense of maintaining, I'm sorry, now I'm at the point where it's okay. I'll wear bangs and <laughs> cover, cover it up and I don't need it. What I do think has happened is people are aging, my age at 63, I'm a younger 63, mentally, activity-wise, things I'm involved in and aware of in our culture and community, I am younger than my mother was when she was 63. Mm -hmm. think that as people live longer, there's sort of the age kind of stretches out a little bit. Yeah, I definitely understand that. But what has been, has really bugged me is... Um, is as I'm creating, you know, I'm doing some, when I'm creating educational content and I go into these paid stock photos, um, a couple of different stock photo companies, and trying to find, if I, if I type in old woman mm -hmm. or, or mature woman, and it's all white women, there are no people of color, no women of color, but they are all like what they consider older or mature. They look like they're maybe 40. Yeah. I, I, I feel like anti-aging serums and products in the beauty industry are a part of the skin regimen. Like I feel like it's a part of everyone's skin regimen. And I think that when I do see anti-aging products being promoted, it's usually women in their 20s, 30s, or like you said, even 40s. And that is ageism right there. We're excluding the older generation. I think it just goes back to the point that ageism is not specifically towards 50s, 60s, 70s, and up. It's It happens. It's the spectrum. Let's just say that. So interesting today, because this was our topic, you know, talking about ageism. So again, I was doing a little bit of research. But what com came out today, Newsweek, mm. older women of color are now considered beautiful, according to People magazine. Are you kidding me? That was the title? <laughs> yes, that's the title. <laughs> that's the title. Uh, Being white and young are no longer prerequisites for mainstream beauty. A new analysis by a group of dermatologists suggests the media's what? perception of what makes a person physically attractive might be changing with the times as the country's population becomes more diverse. Yeah. More, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that that's true. But <laughs> A group of dermatologists have now discovered that being... A woman of color and being older is now considered beautiful. That is, um, I don't know what to say. 
Uh, well, that is some ageism there. Because that is horrible. Because wow. they're telling us. So that's the thing is that we learn from, you know, like you're talking about, Lauren, you learn from such a young age, you get this influence, probably not even like um, cognizant influence about what is beautiful. Right. And so now they've decided that older women of color are now considered beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, what was the first thought when you saw that? I, oh my gosh. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got is that is, that's pretty crazy. Um, because, okay, so I can say, that since the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been a lot of recognizing and glorifying, I guess you can say, um, like women of color, like my age, late 20s, mid 20s, 30s, like black skin is in type of thing or brown skin is in type of thing. And I think that the dermatologist or whoever is coming up with this, this theory that now black or women of color older women of color are now considered beautiful i think it's uh okay so now that we see oh the adolescents women of color are beautiful oh now we're moving into the young adults oh they're beautiful as well oh now look we've discovered now women of color older women of color are beautiful too so i think they're just just moving down the the spectrum, if that makes sense. Like, I, I'm honestly speechless because I don't even, I'm trying to justify it. I'm trying to understand why they're doing that, but there's really no justification for that. So, well, I don't know. And, and I think some of it is that culture, you know, I remember talking to a leash mm-hmm. last year sometime where she said she remembers, you know, being told when she was growing up, like, oh, you're, you're cute for a black girl. Oh, yeah. As if someone who's black could not be considered attractive. I've definitely and been had told to ha- that. have this comparison. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy. I've I've been I've been told that many times. It's the black men who have told me that. Which is crazy. Ugh. Because but how does that make you feel? Because it was like, you know, middle school, probably even high school. Uh here it is. It's just the standard of beauty. The standard of beauty was um, Hispanic women or light skinned, quote unquote, women who have the curly flowing hair and uh, the light eyes. That is what the black men wanted. That is what I saw back in middle and high school. I see it still now, but whatever. Um, that is what. That is what their eyes just go towards because I think that's just the standard of beauty. The flowing hair, like it's just, it's trendy. Okay, let's use that word. And now the dark skin women are starting to appear to be beautiful to people, social media. And so um, when all of my friends back in middle school, they were light skinned, they had the flowy hair, I was that dark skinned chick with the quote unquote nappy hair or, you know, my hair didn't flow. If I took my hair out from a ponytail, it would just stay there. It wouldn't, 
<laughs> it wouldn't just flow down my back. So um, I had a few of my classmates who were black men who would say, oh, you're cute. Like, yeah, I would date you for, for a dark skinned girl. Yeah, you're cute. And I would be like, okay. <laughs> I was like, not that I want you or anything, but like, thanks. I get it. They always navigated towards white light skin girls with the flowy hair and the light eyes it was never dark skin women like myself so that is what i have seen i see it even today and there's definitely some i wouldn't say hate but towards the dark skin men and women where why don't you like me like why am i not as attractive as a white woman or a light skin woman with the flowy hair. So I've seen that going around for years and years and years. That's not technically ageism, but you know, I've, I've definitely seen it. And exactly. I think it did take the black lives matter to sort of shake up the culture and get people to, to look. I think that if that it will be, things are beginning to shift around, right? It's beginning to, you're beginning to see more representation, but now we need to see all ages represented. Definitely. Definitely. And even, yeah, so I was, th when I was thinking about the ageism, I was thinking about the flip part. I was talking to an instructor who's like, she feels like, sh and she's young, she's 20 something. She feels like she's gotten ageism from the, re and the reverse side from older people who think, do you really know what you're talking about? You're only, yeah. 25. You're not as seasoned. Um, as yes. Say. And can you really know what you're talking about at your age? And so mm -hmm. I thought that that was a different perspective that I hadn't thought of before. Yeah. And I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it either. I've always thought of it as discrimination towards older people. Um, but there have been, I, I mean, there's instances where... I have um, a friend who is, she is, um, what is she studying? She's studying law and she just started like a, I guess like an internship at a law office here in Orlando. And of course, everyone is older than her. Um, so she is left to do, you know, the uh, get to coffee. Like it's a typical movie type of internship she's in. She studied law. She's in her internship, but she is not in the meetings. And I think it's because they're like, oh, well, what could you know at your age? We've all been here for years. We've been studying law for years. Uh, we've been in the courtroom. What could you have to offer us? You need to learn from us. But I think, I think it's the opposite. I think that they can learn a lot from her. Uh, so that is something that my friend has had to deal with. Um, and she's like, what do I do? What can I, like, my resume is good. They hired me for a reason. How do I show them that I know what I'm talking about? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you just kind of have to, you kind of have to just like say, hey, you all hired me for a reason. Here's what I can offer to your, co to your company instead of getting you coffee or taking notes or anything like that so yeah and i think but i think there's certain yeah that's terrible yeah i'm sorry i'm just thinking about her because i'm thinking i have hired i 
appreciate sometimes younger perspective. I know somebody in their business, they intentionally were looking for somebody who is right out, fresh out of high school because they felt like they are going to be better with and savvy with some of the electronic stuff that we are currently, you know, different programs and apps and things that we're dealing with where as I'm older, because it was just not part of my childhood. And I think there's a chip in my brain that just doesn't, is missing because I didn't get it when I was young. And so having to learn some of these newer things, they, we we want younger people that can bring in some new ideas and new, um, better skills for dealing with the future and what's ha- what's going to be happening in the future. Yeah. I also think that the curriculum is changing. I mean, based Practically in every industry, I feel like I'm learning more in psychology than someone who has been a psychologist or psychiatrist for years and years learned when they were in school. Like the curriculum is changing. We're learning new things, more things. So we can definitely offer seasoned psychologists or psychiatrists. We can offer them a lot because we're learning different information in school now. Um, so that's another Well, yeah, thing. New, and just there's always new techniques coming out, new information. You know, you look at even the beauty industry in terms of, I would say, Botox and fillers, how they, you know, injected 10 years ago is very different than how they inject today because they've just learned new things. So if you're going to go to somebody and you feel like, uh, like I want to go to them because they've been doing this for so long but have they been doing it? Have they kept up with some of the newer techniques and newer technology? For for a long time in maybe the 2000s, mid 2000s, when people got dermal fillers, they just felt like they were, it was like fill the wrinkle. So people that had these nasolabial folds, you know, the lines from your nose to your mouth that were really deep, they would just fill those up and people would end up looking like a chimpanzee. I mean, it was just really not very attractive. And if you go to someone who learned that technique, because they've been doing, you know, injections for 20 years, you're going to end up looking uh, ridiculous. You're going to end up looking not very natural. And so if you go to someone who's learned the newer techniques with newer products that provide some lifting and elevating and some even some like tightening kinds of things versus that it's going to make a difference. So I think just being open to being open to realizing that, you know, someone younger can bring value and can bring a lot of knowledge to, to your entire organization. So what do you think about um, like the older generation ageism towards the older generation? in industries and in workplaces. Like, have you seen that happen often? I think that some ageism happens now now if there's a downturned economy and someone who has, oh, I I know an example of a friend who had been um, in a sales position and then lost that sales position because of the company downsizing and going to internal sales rather than external sales. And they struggled to get a job because they were more mature. And because I think employers look and think, well, 
do I want to invest in training this person when um, they're, they're, you know, close to retirement age? Would I want to invest in that? And I think that because people who are older are working longer, staying more active, I think that companies could be doing a disservice to their company by bringing somebody in who would be very valuable, but they kind of bypass them because they feel like they might be too old. Yeah, I understand that. Or they may not be willing to, or not willing, but they may not understand like the modern technology or uh, just how things work. But we just have to get with the times. Like with you, Mary, you you were like, social media, I cannot do that. Let me hire Taylor. <laughs> Someone who is young. <laughs> like I respect it. I respect the social media, but I cannot do it. So let me hire someone. So um, the other area, now this might be just a little bit sliding off into the ditch here. But I think that another area where I think that ageism happens has to do with sex. <laughs> mm. And just the idea that people who are older are sexual people. Really? Um, because I saw somebody posted on, there was a photo of an older, of an older couple and they were embracing and they were, it's, a, oh, it's actually, I thought it was a beautiful photo, but they're black. It's a black and white photo. They are naked and they're embracing, and someone was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, you know, the, yeah. the thing. And it was like, no, actually, this is people who, well, first of all, I, of course, had to chime in, but this is what older people look like naked. You have got a lot of right. <laughs> sagging lumps and bumps, and, and not everybody looks like a beautiful um magazine model, a swimsuit model without their clothes on. But these are people who you can see in the photo that they love each other right. and that they have a history together. And yeah, he's got, you know, a saggy butt and a beer belly gut and bald head. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's got stretch marks and all that kind of stuff. But it's, but it's the idea that I think that people as they get older still have a physical, have that physical sexuality, I guess is the right word that I want to use. Right. Um, and I thought the total opposite. Because uh, I, I was like, I thought you were going to say, you know, once you hit a certain age, people believe that you don't need to have sex anymore. What are you doing? Like, come on now. And then there's that joke like, are you sure you can't have sex? Like, will you have a heart attack during sex? Like, there's a cutoff age to when you can do that. Uh, but I think that's false. And then I also think it has to do with standards of beauty. Like, when people think of sex, they think of people whose bodies look put together. Um, but there's all standard. There's there's all standards of beauty. So I think it's kind of it's definitely ageism uh but there's no reason to put a cutoff age of when you can be physically intimate with your partner that's pretty uh ridiculous but i can understand it but like you said it's the whole body thing like with the beer belly and the wrinkles and the cellulite and whatever the case may be 
it just doesn't look beautiful. So I think that's why. Ah, but see, there's that a judgment about whether it looks beautiful Aha, or not. I, I right? see that. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't look. <sighs> it. We just have to normalize all standards of beauty. <laughs> Yes, what the physical, what the culture's idea right. of what would be beautiful would look like. And I think I think ageism for me is, some of the ageism is where you feel like, okay, I'll give you the example. You know when you go out somewhere and you feel like you look really good? Mm -hmm. Like, I look good. And you can tell that wherever you're at, people are responding to that, how you look. Oh, yeah. That sort of, that little, like, light flirtation Oh yeah. of when you're looking, okay, I don't get that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I think I'm looking really good, there is not that, that sort of playful interaction that has a bit of a sexual attraction component in it, because I think... Um, People look and think, ah, grandma. Right. <laughs> and so I think that is sort of a an instance. I was trying to figure out, have there been any direct, I don't feel like I've had any direct ageism sorts of things. But I was thinking, I think it's just more subtle in our oh, yeah. um, community. Definitely. Very subtle. I'm not trying to stir up the pot at all, but do you think that older gentlemen look at you? No. No, not even that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I could, I mean. But it could be my social circle is limited. Yeah. But all in all, ageism is there. It is something that needs to be dealt with and needs to. Hopefully, this podcast reaches many people so that they can maybe internalize their subtle ageism discriminations and stereotypes and just try to and being yeah being introspective but also i did reach out to i use a specific you know stock photo company i reached out to them to say hey we need more stronger representation here of older people uh, old is not 40 so let's have some better representation, as well as people of color. And so I think just using our own voices to speak up in areas of our own world that intersect and where you notice ageism. And and I think... <clears throat> oh, my gosh. We just need to lear lear learn to... We need to use our own voice. Mary... I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off, but I remember, uh, I guess, minutes ago, you mentioned looking up older women on the internet and seeing what they look at look like, and you said that there was yeah. no re representation of color, right? So I typed in yeah. older women on Google just now, and you will not believe. Yeah. <laughs> you will not believe. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. First of all, like, the first three, the first four... Okay, there's only one woman of color on this whole first page, but all of the older white women are sexualized, like as younger, 
Let's show the big boobs that are high up on the chest. Let's show the the uh, the uh, short skirts. Let's show all the cleavage, uh, the bathing suits, uh, the sexy poses. It's all like older women, but in younger poses or in younger clothes. So there's definitely ageism there. Like eight, an older woman cannot look her age. She has to look like she's in her 20s and 30s. If that makes sense. It is absolutely disturbing as I'm still looking at it. Just a bunch of older white women with a bunch of cleavage, short skirts, tight clothes, bathing suits. uh, And then they show one older woman with a younger man as a couple. (laughs) Because, you know, that's the only way it can be. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad I looked this up because all I did was type in older women. I didn't type in older women looking young or whatever, but that is what pops up. Yeah, no, it's so, it is disturbing. It is bad. Because this is not normal. This is not this is not normal. So uh, it's not, right yeah, there, people. Not real life. It's right there, people. Just type in older women on Google and you'll see what we're talking about. It's pretty disturbing, but I just had to put Well, that we out got there. some work to do. Yeah. We got yeah. some work to do. <laughs> and encouraging encouraging women to just be confident in who they are. Right. Be confident in your own skin. Yeah. And and getting comfortable in your own skin. And understand that aging is normal. Yes. It's normal. (laughs) It's going to happen. You cannot prevent it from happening. And if you try to prevent it from happening, you're just going to honestly look older than you look even older. Because you're trying to do all of this um, surgical work. Uh, But honestly, the body is the way the body is. Um, The body ages. So... So I guess that's it, Mary. I think we've kind of hit, I think we've hit ageism on all levels. Went down some rabbit holes, came back out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we end off every podcast, just want to shout out our social medias. Fearless Beauties on Instagram, on Facebook, fearlessbeauties.com. On our Instagram, you could type or you can click the link in our bio and it will show you all of our ambassadors. You can purchase our books, our workbooks, downloadable copies. Um, You can read some inclusive articles from both Mary. Yeah, from Dermascope. I mean, we have it all on there. So that is where you can reach us. Thank you for listening to Fearless Beauties, a show dedicated to elevating voices of color in the beauty industry. I'm your host, Mary Nielsen. And I'm your other host, Taylor Phillip. Until next time, keep educating yourself. Remember to stay open and be fearless in the pursuit of creating a better, more inclusive world. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Special thanks to my co-host, Taylor, and our producers at Quill Inc.